Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about how to start building a brand around your life's purpose. So as I was telling you before we started recording today's podcast episode, this morning I went on my gratitude walk with Mama as usual. So I walked in the forest and on my way through the forest, I saw a dog owner that Mama is um, is fond of. So the dog, so Mama is fond of the dog. Our dog is fond of the owner's dog. So they like to play, and so they were playing, and then the dog owner started to speak. She started to speak to me in German, and then she heard, she overheard that I could speak English. So then she asked me where I was from, and then we engaged in a small conversation. But in that conversation, I asked her like a couple of questions, and somewhere in the conversation, she mentioned something about she does yoga and that her full-time job is she does something with insurance. She's like a travel insurance agent, I think. And that she teaches yoga in the summertime, part-time, but more of like as a passion thing. And I asked her, oh, is, is yoga your passion? And she said, yes. When she was young, when she was like a little girl, her her aunt had given her yoga, had like gave, had gifted her yoga and they were doing yoga. So... She was doing this for quite some time already, but it wasn't only until the last 12 years of her life where she started to do it more as like a passion slash purpose thing. And so when she mentioned that, the voice in my head, call it the God voice or what have you, said that needs to be today's episode. It needs to be about, okay, well, we have people that they know that this is their passion. This is something that they're really interested in. Now, how do they take that to the next step? And it's actually really simple. It is now about once you have decided and you figured out what your passion is. In the case of this person, this let's use this person as like a, an example. It's like a potential case study. All they would have to do now is create a presence or a brand where they could market themselves to the general public and they could offer their services at scale. So what does this mean? Let's break this down. So to our audience that's listening, to our big ones, I I like that, to our big ones, you know you have a purpose, you know you have a passion for something. Let's say, for example, hypothetically, your thing is yoga and you are big into yoga. And that is something that you would love to figure out how to make a substantial income from. Well, guess what? There are many yogis that are making seven figures a year off of their passion. How? Hey, by the way, I know you're listening to this podcast because you know you have a big purpose, but you may need support fulfilling what you came here to do. That's why we invite you to join the LifePurpose.com support community. Just click on the link in the description 
or go to lifepurpose.com to check it out. And now back to the episode. In the last 13, 14 years of my journey, so I studied business in school. And since that time, I have, I have only worked part-time jobs so that my full-time job was entrepreneurship. So that my full-time job was on building businesses, was on learning things like SEO, content marketing, direct response marketing, email marketing. How do you build a brand? How do you build an audience? And for all these years, like I've been studying this and I've been, you know, getting all this information and I've gone through those steps of making my own websites, building my own brand, building my own audience, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now here we are with lifepurpose.com, the lifepurpose.com podcast. What are we doing? We are creating content so that we can market that content to our big ones. It's that simple. So in the case of you guys that are, you have a passion for yoga, okay? What's the first step? Well, the first step is to think to yourself, how do you want to build a reputation? Because that's the, that's the main thing that you're going to have to do. If you do not, if people do not know what you do, no one's going to hire you. It's just, it's just that simple. So you have to like, there's this saying, closed mouths don't get fed, right? So you have to figure out a way to get people to know what you do. It's really that simple. Well, how do you do this in today's day and age, in the year 2023 and potentially beyond? You know, we haven't gotten as far as the metaverse and we're still in the age of, hey, we have the internet. The next thing that's coming up is blockchain technology. How do we leverage that? The next thing that will happen eventually is metaverse. Artificial intelligence is already here at a very, like, I'm very sure baby scale as compared to what it will potentially do in the next 10 years. So how do we use the tools that we have now? Well, if you have something that you would like to do and you would like to monetize, so monetize to make money from, you have to build some type of a brand. You have to build some type of audience that knows who you are. So let's use you, Hema. Let's use you for example. We have Hema. She is a yoga enthusiast. And you, Hema, as a yoga enthusiast, you really, really, really love yoga. You've been doing it for quite some time. It's changed your life. And you now want to pursue the next step of making some money at it. Okay, you've already decided this. You've got to decide two things. Number one, do you want to build a, an actual business where you hire other people to work under you as like a yoga instructor? Or do you want to build a personal brand where people know you by your name? Okay, in this context, I'm asking you directly, what would be more appealing to you, right? Like, would you prefer Hema to be HemaAlman.com, for example, and then people know you as Hema Alman the Yogi? Or would you prefer to have like a brand that says like Mama Yoga or something like that? A brand. Okay, like Mama Yoga. For example. Okay, both are brands, technically. Both are brands, Hema Alman the brand. Mama Yoga, the, the yoga studio, right? It, that's a, more of a business type of idea. But in that case, and in that context, let's say you decided, okay, I want to have Mama Yoga studio. Okay, great. Well, you know that if you wanted to have 
And do you want to have yogi yoga teachers under you, working under you? Yeah. Okay. So what you would do then in this case is if you have no clients, okay, if you have no background, if you have no nothing, first things first is you got to let people know that there is a mama yoga studio, right? How do you do that? First things first is we need to leverage our tools. What are our tools in this day and age? The internet, technology, our smartphone, okay? Many, many people today carry a smartphone from kids as as early as like nine or 10 years old to adults as old as like 80 or 90. Many, many people have smartphones, especially in the Western world. So we need to find a way to get ourselves in front of their smartphone screens. Okay. And the best way that we do this is by using popular directory services. So in this case, in this context, if you're here in this part of the world that you're in, Austria, for example, and if you're in the south of Austria, well, what we need to figure out is what can we leverage as a tool for people that want to search for yoga? So that's the first step. You're here in Austria and you want to build, do you want to build a local business or do you want to build an international business? Let's start with a local business. Okay, so a local business. So we're going to have to use directories like Google Maps. We're going to use uh, other sites like Yelp. And we're going to also target and research where can we notify people or market Mama Yoga Studio in this specific part of Austria, right? So you know how like, for example, here in Austria, there's the food delivery service Lieferando, okay? But I'm sure Lieferando doesn't exist in the United States. In the United States, it may be like Uber Eats or, or what have you. But here in this part of the world, it's Lieferando. Maybe in Croatia, it's a different food delivery service. So we need to be very targeted to where we are, okay? It's the same thing like you have a bullseye and then you're throwing darts, but you're like throwing it all over the place. We need to be very specific with where we're going. So you decided you want to have a local business and you want to be situated here in Austria as a local yoga studio, correct? Yeah. Okay, great. So now the next step is once we have that figured out, what we need to do from here is we need to register our domain. Okay, so a domain is a website and you can go to popular hosting or sorry, you can go to popular domain rental services like GoDaddy or Namecheap. Um, just simply do a Google search and type in, you know, um, bio domain name, right? And then you'll see like a whole page on the Google directory on the search engine of all these different sites, right? Pick one, GoDaddy seems to be the most popular, aside from like Namecheap. And once you have that, you're gonna you're gonna do your best to in your in your website name have the keyword yoga and perhaps this part of the geographic location that you're in. <clears throat> the reason why that's important is for SEO search engine optimization purposes. This is very important to building a brand because if you think about all the websites that are in existence 
and how many people are doing the same thing probably in a very tight space that we're in you need to be able to be easily identifiable and searchable in the geographic location that you're in so if you have for example mama yoga studio well you have the keyword right there in your website name you have the keyword yoga you also have the keyword studio okay so automatically if someone is typing in yoga studio austria they're gonna get a certain amount of results taking that a step further if you go mama yoga studio and then the name of the city that we're in right now we're in the city of Klagenfurt so mama yoga studio Klagenfurt and then you have as well the, the tld the top level domain which is the dot com okay or the dot at so you know how when you have all these websites they have the name of the website followed by the period and then they have dot com dot co dot at you know what i'm talking about yes we want to go for AT because we're here in Austria. That would be the next step to building the brand. So once we have that decided, once we say we're going to be Mama Yoga Studio Klagenfurt.at for Austria, that already now is significant because that's going to really, really target us for this part of the country that we're in, in this specific region. Okay. Now, if you think about this, this is, this is, again, part of building a local brand. This is what you're doing. You're building a local business. You're building a local brand. So that's step one. Step two is to go through the whole process of signing up for hosting. So obviously, when you have a website, you need to save the information that you put onto your website somewhere. And that is where hosting comes from. So we have services like Bluehost. We have HostGator. And again, the same process is very simple. We go into Google, google.com. We type in to the search engine hosting services, and we'll come up with a list of services, right? The Google search engine will give you back, um, will return to you a list of these hosting services. You need to link up your website to your domain and you need to pick some type of a hosting platform, okay? So what we use for lifepurpose.com is called WordPress. We run our website on WordPress, lifepurpose.com on WordPress, because it gives us full, as much control as possible, full autonomy, a lot of customization, and we can easily migrate all the data, all the information from lifepurpose.com to another hosting provider if we ever needed to. So does that make sense so far? Yeah. Okay, great. Now the next step after this is once we have the website, once we have the, the hosting, we need to build out our website. Okay. And we're going to use content marketing to do this. Okay. So what is content marketing? Well, content marketing is basically creating content, whether it's pictures, blog posts, long form content, like podcast videos or short form content, like YouTube shorts, for example, 
we need to create some type of content and we need to make sure that that's targeted for where we are geographically located. Simple, right? So there's so many different ways to do this and you have to pick something that feels right for you. I would suggest always to do both blogging and YouTube because YouTube is another search engine under the Google search engine and people consume video content a lot. I would say that people consume a lot more video content than they do written content, but having both is also very helpful. And again, in terms of building the brand and the content marketing, obviously you have the passion for yoga. It goes without saying that you have to be working on your yoga craft. You have to have like the experience, how to lead a yoga class. You have to have that knowledge. I'm talking specifically about the branding side of it and the marketing side of it and building an audience to where you have like a packed yoga class, right? You don't want to spend all this money and all this time and education on learning how to do yoga and then you have no clients, right? So that is very important. You want to have the skill set to be able to teach yoga if yoga is your passion. And then you also want to focus on the, the business aspect of it or the content generation and the branding side of it as well. Now, you have Mama Yoga Studio Klagenfurt.at. You've got the website set up. You want to set yourself up with a schedule to where you're producing content on a regular basis. And you want to find compelling headlines so that when someone researches yoga and let's say for example health benefits of yoga if someone google searches this you ideally would want your website to show up first or even second or third on the google search engine results or even on bing or other search engine results there's many search engine directories that you can submit your website to and you can rank your website in any of those search engine directories. So you need to keep creating content in such a way as that the search engines know that you are very targeted and specific to yoga. You're a yoga studio and you're in Klagenfurt, Austria. It would be the same as if you had like Mamba Yoga Studio Brooklyn.com or Brooklyn, New York, or New York City.com, or San Francisco, California.com, or what, what have you. So we need to make sure that we are very targeted. We need to make sure that we're creating content on a, on a regular basis. You can also make videos as well and copy and paste that same formula. Now, from there, you need to make sure that you have some type of a physical location with which to hold your yoga services or to hold your yoga classes at. So in the summertime, you can probably do this outdoors in the parks and you do, you would just have to check with like your local um, park regulations if that's okay to do, or you can rent a studio space. You want to have a list of people. You want to have traffic to your website where you have people that are consuming your content. They're enjoying the value that you give. 
And you then also want to save those people that are coming to your website with what's called an email list. So this is a, this has a lot to do with marketing. Building a brand is, is all it is, is just marketing. It's letting people know who you are, what you do, what services you provide, and making it very clear to them. And a good way to stay in touch with these people that are coming to your website, that are consuming your content, whether it's through blogs, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, you want to send them to your email list. What is an email list? An email list is simply a list of contacts that you can email at any time of your choice, letting people know you're in business, letting people know of the services you provide and where you provide them. So Emma, in the case of you, Mama Yoga Studio Klagenfurt, Austria, you have now begun creating this content. You created blogs, you created YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, and you're doing online yoga classes, you're doing online yoga videos, and you're talking about the health benefits of yoga, and you are also writing about the health benefits of yoga, and you are coming up with very interesting headlines or pieces of content that people will get value from. Okay, so you're doing this. And after two, three months, you're getting people to your website. People are signing up for your email newsletter. And then you are promoting your yoga services. Okay, this is the nuts and bolts of this. It is incredibly simple to do. All it takes is time and patience and effort. And that's it. And it came to me to talk about this at length because when it comes to that person that I met at the forest today, I don't know if they, I think that they mentioned that they would like to do it full-time. Yoga is a full-time thing, but maybe they don't know how. Maybe, they, maybe they're, they're just lost, you know? Um, she seems to be a little bit older and I'm, I know that, you know, the generation before us may not be so tech savvy. Maybe some people are, maybe some people aren't. But I started thinking to myself, like, if this is this person's passion, they can easily do this. If this is something that they're truly interested in and anyone can do this. And if I look back on it, this is, this is all I've been doing since I, since I finished college. You know, I was in school around the time of Facebook when it first started to come out. And I have seen the MySpace. I have seen Facebook, the, the rise of Instagram and the TikToks and everything like this. And even personal brands and personal blogs, YouTube channels, etc., etc. And it's been so fascinating to study this because anyone can do this. And I mean, Hammond, like in our case, we already have... A couple of businesses and we're just growing them at this stage now there's nothing magical to this it's literally just having a passion for it having an interest for it and then becoming like a domain authority for it right becoming like the go-to person for this building the authority building the presence and letting people know about what you do so what would be the way if i choose to go international and if I choose to have an 
international presence and not just a local business? Great question. It would be a similar process. So in this example, would you want to be HemmaAlman.com or would you still want to be under like a pseudo name, like a, like a, like a different business name? Um, still a pseudo name. Okay. So in this case, if you want it to be just an international presence, targeting isn't exactly as necessary, except that you want to be niched down into obviously whatever the category is. So the same process would apply. You want to have a topic of focus. So if it's yoga, if it's finance, if it's cryptocurrency, if it's blockchain, if it's NFTs, non-fundable tokens, if it's productivity or positivity or mindset, you want to focus in on one aspect. And I know that this can be very hard for a lot of people to do because we are so multidimensional and we have so many different interests. But what I would suggest is if you have so many different interests that you really want to talk about, build out one website, build out one brand for one interest, and then build out a separate brand for another interest. My mistake in the past was I tried to be like all things all at once when it was just much simpler to create a piece of content or to have like, say, for example, Right now I'm exploring NFTs and I'm thinking about like building out a company for NFTs. So what I would do is I would build a very specific and targeted brand just for NFTs, not for cryptocurrency, not for blockchain, not for decentralized finance, not for anything else, specifically for NFTs. If it's yoga, for example, using that example for, for the person that I met today in the forest, if let's say you're doing yoga, well, what category of yoga or what subcategory of yoga would this be for? Would it be like yoga for pregnant women? Would it be yoga for dog owners? For dog owners? Would it be yoga for kids? Would it be not even yoga itself? What if it's literally just yoga apparel, right? What if you wanted to sell yoga apparel? What if you want? What is that? Yoga apparel, like yoga clothing, right? Mm. So let's say you are interested in creating the next Lululemon, for example, and you had this idea for like, you know, you have a passion for making clothes and also yoga. So now you combine the two and now you have a yoga clothing company. So it's the same process, right? You would create that brand, whatever the brand name is, like let's say yogaclothing.com, or you could even have a very unique name that has nothing to do with the actual yoga in the title of the website. That's fine too. Like we have so many use cases of this. We have like Gizmodo, the Huffington Post, Lululemon, nothing to do with you wouldn't know what the company does so using those ex as examples but we have we have your brand we go through the same process we need to be like at the forefront of branding ourselves we need to think about this at all times and we need to find a way to create content that helps us rank very high in search engines 
And that also allows us to build a list of people that we can directly communicate with, right? So that's what's called like direct response marketing. It's email marketing. It's, you know, you build out your website, you build out your brand, you keep producing your content. You want to drive always traffic to your website. You always want to drive traffic to your email list. So even if let's say I use Instagram and because Instagram, it, it makes the most sense to feature your apparel or Pinterest, for example, it's great to use those sites, but those sites can go down at any time and you do not own your content if your content lives upon those sites. So you have to think about this, which is why we have the lifeworkers.com. We want full creative control. We want to own our content. And that's why we're sticking with doing it how we're doing it, because we want to make sure that we're not dependent on tech giants because they can censor you. If you're violating their policies, they can kick you off. They can ban you, shut your account, and then all your subscribers go. But what you want to do is when you're using these platforms, you want to drive traffic from their website to your website. So maybe let's say you have your yoga clothing company and you're featuring your clothes, you're featuring your products. You always want to make sure that you have some type of a link either in your bio or in the pictures itself where people know, okay, I have to go to www.yogaclothingcompany.com and this is where I can get this particular item or this particular brand for this particular brand. Drive the traffic to your website. Get people on that email list. You build the email list out. Guess what? You can always follow up with your customer or your potential customer and you can nurture that relationship. Sometimes it takes a couple of months to nurture that relationship. But for example, when you have the holidays, you can always create sales and you can always um, launch new products or launch new pieces of clothing, for example. So that's what you would do if you're working on building an international brand. It's the same concept, except that you're not targeted in a very local part of the world. In the case of Mama Yoga Studio Klagen for Austria, same concept applies. You want to create content on your website. You want to create content for other social media outlets. And you also want to make sure that you're tagging on those outlets where you are exactly so that people know, oh, this person's in Klagenfurt. You want to have as much targeted information so that the social media websites, so that search engines can directly file your information in the part of the world that you're in. With the online brand, with the international brand, obviously you're not targeted. You do not have a very specific location. You're not in New York City. You're not in London. You're not in any other part of the world. You're, you're global. Okay. So that means that your approach changes a little bit, but it's still the same concepts. You still want to be creating quality content. You still want to attract people that are interested in that particular subject. So for the yoga, I only want to be focusing on creating yoga content that is very specific to my ideal yoga audience. If 
what, okay, for example, what would be an uh, audience for yoga that you would like to ideally target? Whether it's pregnant moms that want to do yoga, whether it's dog owners that want to do yoga. For me, it would be teenagers and getting the younger generation um, excited for yoga. Okay, perfect. So then what you do is you want to feature people that are in that age range and you want to have them wearing that product, right? Like if we look at the company Gymshark, okay, very genius. The CEO of the company, young man, and he featured this product. It became a multi-million dollar, if not a billion dollar brand. And the formula has been very, very simple. It's been using social media. It's been using print-on-demand services and getting influencers to wear that product, okay? So it's the same thing here. We want to figure out, okay, who are teenage influencers that are interested or that would be interested in yoga and wearing the product and creating pieces of content that can then drive traffic back to us, right? So this is another, this is a sponsorship, right? Sometimes you would have to pay X amount of money for an influencer to feature your product, which is very common nowadays, especially if there is large audiences that influencers have. And the idea though is that by doing this, you're gonna get traffic from their audience, their specific age bracket, that will then come to your shop, that'll then drive traffic to your website. So let's say for example, we have we have Macy Williams or Greta Thunberg, for example, and they have a strong interest in yoga and you know this, okay? If you're able to get in contact with them, you want to create some type of a sponsorship deal and you want to pitch for them to create a piece of content around your yoga apparel okay they say yes usually what they'll do is they'll create an episode or a video where they'll feature this piece of content well they'll feature a piece of content around your product if they have millions of subscribers and they get hundreds of thousands of views per episode it's only a matter of conversion like how many of those views do you need for people to actually click to go to your website. And if you think about that, that is a very simple way to build up your brand as well. So obviously it's gonna cost more money, significantly more money than just creating content and doing content marketing, but that is a way. And then that is a very powerful way on top of that to specifically target the people that you are interested in. So if you're interested in targeting teenagers to teach teenagers yoga, you want to get people that are teenagers wearing your product because then it will signal to them that that product is for someone like me in my age group, right? Like you wouldn't want to have an old man demoing and wearing your yoga product when your target audience is teenagers right let's say if it's teenage females and you get them interested in yoga you're not gonna you're not gonna have an old man 
where no offense no offense here you're not gonna have an old man wear your yoga product and be like hey young kids <laughs> with the tight yoga pants with the tight yoga pants the borat pants the borat pants and then they've got gray hairs and everything like that and then it's like oh, it's nothing wrong with gray hair though nothing wrong with gray hair it's time for me to take a nap though but before I take a nap <laughs> I usually do some yoga and I'm promoting and first let me put my teeth in <laughs> we don't want to do that right we want to be very focused on getting someone that looks very similar to the people that we're targeting, right? It's very simple. And if, let's say, we're doing dog owners, right? We want to attract dog owners that are into yoga. Well, that's a very specific niche as well. And guess what? All we have to do is we feature dogs in our yoga posts that are with people that are doing yoga. This is, this is very simple. And make it visual. Make it visual. Let people see. Let people also hear. Let people read. Very simple. So building a brand around your life's purpose is a matter of putting out creative, expressive work. Yes, that's a key. Exactly. It's about putting out this creative, expressive work that lets people know this is who you are. This is what you do. This is how you express yourself. And if they're in alignment with that, if they resonate with that, then now you have interest. It's really that simple. In future episodes, we can we can dive deeper into this, but this is really the nuts and bolts of this. This is like the simplest thing around this. And all it takes is some time, some patience, and creativity. And you had talked about this before in the last episodes. You know, it's interesting. We we're talking about in the beginning... Go for it. I have one question. You said all it takes is time, creativity, and interest. Now, I'm sure that a lot of the um, listeners, they would come up with the question, well, that sounds all good and simple, but what about money? Can I still do this without having a large portion of money on the site? Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's actually the brilliance of starting up an online business. Before before the internet, we had to have a physical retail store. Like there were so many barriers to setting up a business and it would cost thousands of dollars. It would it would just cost so much money and it would be it would be a hassle to know whether or not your business was going to succeed because you had to already set everything up and then wait for the results. Today, we have the internet. Doing everything digitally is not only a time saver, but it's a money saver. It's a significant money saver. And a resource saver too. And a resource saver, yes. It's, it's, it's a very huge resource saver. If you wanted to start up this yoga studio, okay, aside from renting a space and aside from if you wanted to do certification and etc all it costs for a one-year rental domain and that's the thing you don't have to also have a long-term contract like if you were to rent out i know that we were also looking at renting out a shop at the mall and sometimes they have five-year lease terms and rent at a shop in the mall can cost four thousand five thousand dollars 
for a little small brick and mortar space. And then on top of that, the construction designs to to mold it interiorly and get all the furniture and et cetera, that would cost thousands of dollars. And we'd have to get the permission of the mall and et cetera. But by doing it online, what is the advantage? Renting a domain or buying a domain is as simple as it costs $15, $15 USD. Which with, is like having your own shop just online. It's just like having your own shop, but online. You're not anywhere physical. You're you're digital, right? And the great thing is, is that you literally are living on the internet 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Without you having to be there physically. Without you having, having to be anywhere physically. So one more question that I want to add here in between. So you are giving the listeners the advice to build online 100%. That is one option. That is one option. Obviously, we can also go the other route too. It's It may be a different route. It may be, I can't say if it's a better route or if it's a, a slower route or whatever, but it is getting in front of people, okay? Same process applies, but in order for you to get in front of people on a local level, it's going to be completely different than getting in front of people on an international level. It could also be much more expensive as well. Like if you think about like billboard ads, okay? I have no idea how expensive billboard ads are, but they can be pretty costly. That, that brings me back to the money question, so... Yeah, that yeah, and so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna move back move back to the to the to the money question. But you had asked me this question, so I'm gonna answer this question and connect this back to the other question. So, when we were looking at and researching advertisement here in Klagenfurt, Austria, we were looking at seven thousand euros minimum per month, without guarantee of getting any clients to promote the the mama shop, the cacao company. And that was to have ads, I think, for the bus station, for where the bus stop was, and to have ads there for one month. You know how many advertising, how, how many advertisements I see throughout the city on top of, like, the newspaper flyers that come in? That's a different type of marketing. That's a different type of advertising. The advertising I'm talking about, it literally, it just costs you your time. You need a smartphone. And this will cost you less than $300 to set up. Actually, less than probably $100 to set up. Because if you think about this, we pay for the domain, okay? The domain is $15 for the year. We pay for the hosting. Well, the hosting could be $100 to $200 a year, okay? So if you're looking at, let's say it's going to cost you $150, you're looking at already $170, if at that. Maybe $200 tops already, but you have it for the whole year. You have free access to YouTube. You have free access to Instagram. You have free access to Pinterest. And you have a smartphone. Most people already, if you're listening to this, how did you find us? You likely found us on your smartphone. So guess what? Your smartphone, almost every smartphone that I can think of has cameras. Those cameras can record video and shoot pictures, okay? And, and the cameras today are almost on par with the, the top quality DSLR cameras of like 2015, 16, which is a huge deal, huge deal. 
So we can get high quality images, we can get high quality things produced right from our smartphone. Even this podcast is being produced, has been produced, has been recorded from the smartphone. Okay. There are so many apps that are free on Google Play Store and on um, the Apple Store, the Apple iTunes Store, where you can create photos with like text. You have Canva, which is a graphic design site where you can take your piece of text and then you can you can take your photo, write a piece of text on it, and then put that up on, on Pinterest, put that up on Instagram, put that up on Facebook. You can manage a Facebook group right from your phone. We've done it, right? But we were, when we had the life purpose group, we were doing this, no problem. We went live almost every day from our smartphone. It's very simple to do this and it's very cheap. It's very, very cheap, much cheaper compared to the other route, right? Which is trying to get yourself in front of people in a non-digital way. So the digital space, I am advocating for that in one aspect of it. Obviously, there's a there's a pros and cons to this, but in terms of startup requirements and startup costs, it is significantly less than if you would do it the way that we were talking about and we were exploring a few months ago. 7,000 euros a month for advertising locally in Klagenfurt is not the... It, it would be a fraction to advertise online and still be targeted in this part. So to explain this, if we wanted to do advertising for the lifepurpose.com podcast or for mama's shop, the cacao stuff, we could still do advertising digitally and target Klagenfurt Austria. We can still target Klagenfurt Austria and we would pay more than likely less than a thousand euros to reach a hundred thousand people. That's the, that's the difference in pricing. Okay. On top of that, what is another advantage of working online? Well, in person, if you're doing like this, like billboards and, and, and advertisements by bus stops and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You may have people looking at this. That's fine. But one huge disadvantage is that you have no way of tracking responses. One of the highlights and one of the main advantages of using online tools to advertise your brand, to advertise your business, to advertise your purpose is you can use what's called analytics and analytics are basically data or pieces of information that are telling you out of all the people that have seen your advertisement, you have X percent of people that actually clicked on your advertisement. You have X percent of people that did not click on your advertisement. Out of the people that clicked on your advertisement, this is how many people X percent that decided to buy your product or decided to go to your website. Out of that much, this is how many people went from your website to buy your product, so on and so forth. That's so important. Why? Because if you see, for example, you put an advertisement to advertise your brand, to advertise your purpose online, and you spend $1,000, you want to make sure that you are getting 
every penny's worth out of that $1,000. You want to make sure that out of the $1,000 that you spent, it reaches 10,000 people, for example. And out of those 10,000 people, you want to make sure that as many people as have seen that actually clicked to go to your website, to go to your blog, to go to wherever, wherever it is that you're pointing people to, whatever, wherever you want people to go to, and then take action from there. So if I have 10,000 people that are looking at my ad and I paid $1,000 for, I want to make sure as many of those people actually did something with that. So if the number is like 1% and I spent $1,000 on this, it's not so good. But if it was like five, six, seven, eight, nine, or whatever the metrics are, the higher the better, right? I want to make sure that out of all those people, a certain percentage actually engaged with my brand, engaged with my website. And this is the way that people are going to know about what you do. This is the way that people are going to know about what you provide, what value you give to the world. When you made your intention, we always do our intention for the cacao ceremony in the podcast before we start. But what's so powerful is that you said, you said to God, you said to the universe, let's create a piece of content that creates a lot of value for our audience. And I am quite certain that this is so much value because I spent years learning this and learning all the mistakes of this. And I can tell you that building an audience, building a brand, getting people to know you, building that reputation. This is all this is. It's, it's, I know that sounds like childish if you think about it, but it really is. It's like, it's like you have to be online popular. You know what I mean? Like you, you're building a brand online for what it is that you do. What, it, what is the gift you give to others? What is the contribution you make? And in the case of the yoga studio, example if that's your purpose if that's your passion you need to give massive value to your audience you need to be an authority in your domain in your area of expertise this is exactly what you and i are doing right now Hama. we are establishing our authority as the go-to figures for people to live their life purpose by giving value. So we're creating these pieces of content. We're publishing it to the directories that we need to. Our free, our free directories are, for this podcast, are Spotify, Google, uh, Google Podcast, iTunes. For people that want to engage in the social media space, it will be like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, etc. And these are the nuts and bolts of this. So you asked me the question, how much money is it going to take to do something digitally if I wanted to start up and build my brand? Guaranteed less than $500. Like if you wanted to be like super fancy and get a really nice theme for your website, right? Let's say you wanted to do a WordPress website and get a nice theme. Well, that can cost you $200, right? So that's like another investment. If you wanted to get like the top camera, you can spend easily $1,000 on that plus another $1,000 for a high quality lens. If you wanted to get the best microphones, you can easily spend $1,000 on microphones. The cost can be infinite. It can, it can, it can I'm not going to say infinite, but 
the cost can really add up, basically. But it is not necessary to start with a high budget. No. Um, I just wanna I just wanna mention how you started your YouTube channel with a broken phone, uh, a broken screw, a broken screen. And you gained a lot of traction and you started to get uh, customers, people who paid you for your um, tarot readings back then. Mm -hmm. So just bringing this up for the listeners, start with where you are and be resourceful with the tools that you already have. Don't think that you need a thousand dollar smartphone. Like Gabriel was starting years ago, his YouTube channel with a broken phone. So just want to add that. That's absolutely right. And the only thing that I did was I just posted regularly. I had something very targeted when I look back on this. And that targeting was able to help me build an audience very quickly in that particular niche. And I think you even said that you did purchase an expensive camera but your account did not really grow. Mm -hmm. And when you started to record from your broken phone with the cracked screen, uh, your subscribers went up like really fast. Exactly. And you know what the difference was is that, so when I was around f many, like many years, many years ago now, when I was like 22, 23, I was so interested in YouTube and I wanted to do I wanted to do this. I wanted to be on YouTube and, and build a build a brand. And I had gone out and spent like hundreds of dollars on, I remember this, a Canon G7X, a point and shoot camera, which at that time was like super top quality camera. But the problem was that I was building a channel under my person. Gabriel, Sarah, without any value-driven content. I was literally just recording my life. And obviously my life is not that interesting. <laughs> so people do not care. <laughs> Versus I created this other YouTube channel with this cracked smartphone. But what did I do? I created content that was giving value to people. So your intention for these two channels were very different. And the intention to give value to people got you a list of subscribers versus the other one where it was, it was just about you and your life. That's right. Nothing really worked out with that one. Exactly. So I, I spent, at the time, I had spent a significant portion of money that if I had just known that from that marketing, and that's the thing too, that that's what school is not going to teach you. I went to school to learn all these topics about marketing and et cetera, et cetera. But again, at this time, there was no digital marketing. We were just at the birthing of digital marketing when I graduated from university. So schools were not talking about this. And I had to learn this the hard way. Like, how do I create an influential following and I was studying all these videos and all these YouTubers and looking back on it now it makes absolute sense why one YouTube one version of my YouTube channel failed miserably like no traction no one watching 
crickets versus and I spent this uh, like a lot of money for this camera and this setup versus creating the most simple bare bones YouTube channel delivering value to someone and I, I can remember this within at least like two or three weeks, the first six weeks of me starting up this channel, I had over 5,000 subscribers and I was getting paid to do tarot readings. It was completely different. My intention on the second one was to serve people like, okay, I was going through this spiritual awakening at the time and I was like asking myself, I was asking God, I was asking the universe, what's my, what do I do? What do you want, what do you want me to do? Like, what's my purpose? Like, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. Right. And that was the difference. And you were guided to start giving free tarot readings in the park. Free tarot readings in the park, started the YouTube channel. And, and eventually you got paid. And eventually I got paid. So don't be afraid to do something for free for some time because it's going to lead to you getting paid eventually. Yeah. And actually it wasn't, it wasn't long at all. Literally the, like I went to the park to do like two or three times to do free tarot readings. I did another test where I was like, okay, let me charge $5. No one's, no one wanted to pay the $5 for it in person, but online was a completely different story. I was able to, after a while, charge up to $300 for one tarot reading. So the evolution of that was I started off tarot reading. So I was going to the spiritual awakening. Everything else was like failing. Personal training thing was failing at the time. So you went from personal training, like physical exercise, to <laughs> giving tarot readings. Yeah. Wow. It's been it's been a very strange. But that that is so obvious when you have an awakening, when you have a spiritual awakening, like your career is gonna shift drastically. Oh yeah. And now be ready for that. Like trade cryptocurrencies, um, which is part of like you do you do quite a few things. I do quite a few things because you have a lot of talents, you know. Yes. But also, we both know the importance of focusing down on one thing. Yeah, and for sure, it's not about maybe I had these experiences so that way I can know how to relate to people and I can know how to, you know, offer and you know guide people and help them navigate these pitfalls that I went down or these traps that I went down so that they could avoid that and they could also avoid spending, wasting massive amounts of money that I did to figure all these things out. Right. And I just want to, you know, be very transparent here with um, anyone who is listening. Uh, we would not have lifepurpose.com without you. Like me and technology, like I'm not tech savvy at all. So... The entire building of the website, getting the website, the know-how on, on how to do the content, the content creation and all the online stuff, that is all on you. So I just want to give that credit and that shout out to you and to the listener to know that Gabriel is definitely a great mentor, a great person to ask for advice on how to build a social presence. And um, we are offering that. Um, in our private mentoring. So thank you for sharing so much um, value and going into details um, on this free podcast today. I believe just with hearing uh, this podcast alone, someone could, could take that to already to the next level, for sure. Thanks for hearing that. And to backtrack before we close off with, with what I was saying about the evolution of that tarot YouTube channel, 
it's no longer we've converted it over to life purpose but what happened was in the first six weeks i went from doing free tarot readings in the park around this time had the youtube channel was working on it uh and i was able to have these tarot readings for free with people point them to my youtube channel they would subscribe it would get some traction and it just kept on building up building up building up uh and then that time when i wasn't uh i put the five dollars like free to uh tarot reader for five dollars no one paid for it i was like okay you know what it's time to go online and just stick with it online i already had my first couple of episodes my first couple of videos on this channel i remember the first time that i got paid for the tarot reading it was thirty dollars thirty dollars for the first tarot reading and that was at that time it was one of the most exciting moments of my life personally and professionally because it was like wow i've been always wanting to do this thing online and make money online and here it was and then i was able to quickly go from 30 dollars tower reading to a hundred dollars to 150 dollars to then 300 dollars a tower reading and the only difference here that I can remember between failing as a personal trainer and then like seeing quick success with this tarot channel is my approach. It was my approach. Personal training, I was so limited at that time to a very targeted group of people in New York City, very, which was very difficult to do. And the idea of promoting online personal training at that time before uh, the lockdown, no one was like, whenever I thought, whenever I spoke about doing online personal training, people looked at me like I had three heads. Now it's like, yeah, that makes sense. The tarot channel, the difference with that is that I did it online and I was able to now cast a very wide net. I was able to get attention from a lot of different people all over the world that were interested it, it was very very different and that i think was the key to the success so for all of our big ones today ask yourself if you know what your purpose is if you know what your passion is how do you take what your passion is what you're passionate about what your purpose is who are you here to serve what is your contribution how do you go from that to building a brand so that people know what you do and they're willing to pay you for what you do? There are so many ways, but as Hema had mentioned in a previous episode, it requires creativity, being very resourceful and creative in your approach. And I invite you and I challenge you to take that first step. If you know your passion or your purpose is to be a renowned yoga instructor, or it has anything to do with sustainable living, or it has something to do with, I don't know, fill in the blank. Has there been an idea that's been coming to you? Can you take action on that right now? Is there something that you need to learn? Do you want to build a SaaS business, software as a service business? Do you want to build a product? Do you want to build a, sell a service? Do you want to become a brand? Whatever you want to do, you can do it. You have so many tools available at your disposal now, but it's up to you to decide. Niche down and begin building authority 
with quality pieces of content that people can revisit at any given time, days, weeks, months, and even years from now, and it'd be relevant. It's called evergreen content. If you create this evergreen content, create it in such a way that it keeps people wanting to come back because you've delivered so much value. And I guarantee you, once you do that, you drive traffic from your website to your email list, and you will then be able to garner a focus group of people that will invest in your products, in your services, in your events, in whatever it is you do. It's all there for you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.